What's up, heretics? Welcome to the Religion of Speed podcast, the podcast made by car nerds for car nerds. I am Matt Overstreet. I am Chris Huffman. And joining us on the couch today, which sounds weird and the internet has ruined my whole thing about joining <laughs> us on our couches, uh, is once again, Hamza Pechenkovich. Hey guys. And I still got your last name right. No, yeah, you got it. That's I, perfect. I, it, you know how long that took me? Probably this is way too Four long. Four years? Five years? <laughs> yeah, how long have we been friends? Uh, yeah, this is going to be, what, your third time on the show, but now it's you're officially part of the team, so, you know, you're going to be on the show more often, hopefully. Hopefully. Wait, yeah. is it not Pachenkovich? I mean, you can call it that, too. Okay, yeah. I just didn't know if I was fucking it up. But Pachenkovich. No. I've purposefully been okay. trying not to say your last name so I don't fuck it up. I always say Pachenkovich because it sounds... More Eastern European? <laughs> Wait, is it not Pechenkovich? It is. Well, it, it depends on like how. It's just what what syllable you're emphasizing, right? So, okay. like, it it is. I just that's how I say it. But I've like I've heard people in my own family that say Pechenkovich. Oh, and I'm like Pechenkovich sounds better. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, now I'm all messed up. <laughs> all right, let's get off this subject because I've like English was my worst subject in, in high school. Um, well, yeah, this is your second language. This is my <laughs> native language, and I still sucked at it. Uh, so today, I want to start off, uh, Aaron had a really good idea. Uh, I don't know if we really talked about this on the show. I want to talk about our first cars, the first one we ever had. Um, and I, I guess I'll start just because mine is going to be very brief. I only owned this thing for like two months. Uh, I worked all summer to save up $900 because I got paid $5? An hour, I think it was. I don't even think it was that. I think it was like four seventy-five an hour was minimum wage at the time when I was in high school. Which I don't know if that makes me old or just that was a sign of how bad the times were. Uh, but it took me all summer to save up, and I bought a nineteen eighty-nine, I believe it was Ford Bronco two. Oh, cool! Wow. Oh my god! Yeah, the right. Bronco two. It was just uh, I don't even know if some people might not even know that it was like the Bronco's smaller brother based on the Ranger platform, and it had a V six in it automatic and i drove that thing like it was a rally truck and i drove it so hard that it warped the heads wow <laughs> yeah it still drove uh those I, i'll give ford credit for those old engines they had because like they were kind of indestructible but uh even in the middle of summer i used to have to turn the heat on so it wouldn't overheat <laughs> <laughs> and then pour coolant in it like every time i stopped uh yeah that lasted me about three months before i blew it up and then I moved on to my Chevy Lumina, which is a whole, whole other story. I had that thing for like six years, and I can go on for that car forever. But, yeah, I didn't – I grew up in the thumb of Michigan, so I didn't have access to cool cars like some of y'all did. Uh, like, for instance, Chris, uh, you should talk about your first car. Well, I don't know if well, your first one was cool. Though. So, my, yeah, my first car wasn't that cool. Uh, I think you're talking about my EG, which was my second car. Okay, that was your second. Which I got after my first car died because I drove it into a bridge support. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that was uh, the day after my 17th birthday was when I totaled that. It was a Ford Explorer. It was a 97 with a 4.6. Okay, um, you, you just went the next generation from me, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, that's what I thought it was so funny. You've never told me about that Bronco, too. I was like, wow. I forget I owned it. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> it's not a bad thing to forget. This thing no. <laughs> had uh, three different color body panels because I, I had wrecked it previously. Um, uh, I, inherited, I inherited it. It was one of my parents' cars. Um, and yeah, I, I drove the absolute shit out of it. I, if I put my foot on the, uh, on the throttle, it was floored. Yep. Uh, yeah, because that's how you drive when you're 16. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the day after my 17th birthday, I, uh, came around a corner, uh, the rear end came out, it tank slapped. I remember telling my buddy, Hey, don't worry. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> definitely did not. Definitely, yeah. definitely <laughs> did not got this. Uh, drove it up on the curb, smashed, uh, smashed the, uh, bridge support. And that, that thing was done. Um, the, uh, the accelerator pedal broke off on the floor. Wow. So yeah, I, um, definitely, I don't think I ever lifted because I didn't know anything about throttle control at that point. I learned a lot by how I destroyed that car. Fair enough. And after I got, and then the second car was my EG Civic, which actually got me into cars. Yeah. Got you into front wheel drive. So you couldn't, uh, tank slap her. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Hamza, what about you? Yeah. My first car uh, I got from my mom, um, it, she, she owned it in, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, I think she got it. Um, I think my freshman year or something like that. So she, she took really good care of it. Great Honda, uh, Honda Accord, uh, EX coupe. 
which was hilarious because you know she was a single mom and, right and bought the coop yeah yeah i mean it was let's you know we're immigrants right so she's like i'm just gonna buy the first thing i can afford yeah uh, it was in that <laughs> awesome seafoam green kind of color very light green um and so it moved here to colorado with us uh i didn't get it until after i had graduated senior year i was going into college and i needed a car to drive from home to campus um and I drove the wheels off of that thing literally one time um, <laughs> I was coming home. We, uh, so I, I lived about, I want to say about 30 miles off campus. And so I would, you know, I'd drive from school. It was really late one night. I think I had like maybe one in the morning or something like that. And there was this really nice kind of corner into our neighborhood. And I was like, oh, it's, it's Parker, Colorado. There's nobody out here. It's one o'clock in the morning. It's like Sunday, you know. And so I was just like, oh, I'm going to take this. I wasn't really like super into cars, but um, I was, but I, I'd never thought I'd be the type of person that could like own a car to build because we were just so poor. <laughs> like, and so, I understand. <laughs> yeah. And so like um, I took this corner a little too fast. And again, just, you know, just like Chris, I, I didn't really understand anything about throttle control or turning a car or what happens, you know, with the physics and um, my tires were so bad again and no, no idea. Like, I never even looked at them, right? And, um, <laughs> You're like, I guess they're tires. I don't know. Two of the tires shredded off of the wheels in the turn. Holy shit. Interesting. Yep. So I slid, <laughs> and I remember it was really dark. And I remember, like, I remember when the tires blew, right? And, Jesus. like, it was like, boom. And then the car started sliding, and I, like, slid into this curb. The car was totally fine. I, I just had to get another uh, uh, a lot in a realignment right after all that but i remember seeing the yeah Yeah. i remember seeing the sparks from the wheels (laughs) sliding it was crazy so i had the car towed to to the house um which again i didn't really understand what needed to happen to the car and i was like oh just like get new tires but then i was like oh i can't put tires on a car so then i had to get the car towed from the house to a shop it was ridiculous i mean the whole the car was fine. I drove it for another few years um, before it actually ended up dying at about 350,000 miles or something like that. Um, and again, I probably could have kept... I think about it all the time because back then I, I didn't know what was wrong with it when it when it died. Yeah. And I, at that time, I was, I was living in downtown Denver next to East Side Tires. So if you live in Denver off of Bruce Randolph... You know the shop that I'm talking about. <laughs> um, That's is, some inside baseball yeah, shit. That's yeah. some, the very local content. Yeah, and um, I one of the guys came over and he's like, "Hey man, I haven't seen you driving this car for a while." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I think it's dead." And he's like, "Oh, I'll buy it off of you." And if I was a guy who knew about cars, <laughs> I would have probably done the same thing because. Literally that afternoon, I came home from work and that car was running and he was driving that thing home. Oh, God. And I was like, <laughs> man, I just probably could have gotten that thing running for like 50 bucks or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. He just, and he he just sort of deal. He just saw what, what was going on. Like, he understood. I was somebody who didn't know anything about cars. And here was this like relatively, I mean, again, it had a ton of miles on it, but it's a Honda. And right. It was, yeah. I was going to say, when you said 230 and it shit the bed, I was like, really? Or three thirty, whatever yeah, it was. Like that's, yeah, that's still young for a Honda. Yeah, and especially yeah, especially that 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 engine. So anyway, um, I think about it all the time. It's so stupid, and I'm always, I'm always like, if I like, man, if I just like, it would look so good, just like lowered, <laughs> and like it would be such a great daily driver, just lowered, just like on some cheapo teen coilovers yep. <laughs> like, that I got from K Series parts. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anyway. Yeah, I shop for K swaps while you were there. Yep, yeah, it was a it was a great great car, and then and then many cars after that, or not that many, but I've wanted I wanted a Honda Accord coupe for a while now, like either a, a coupe or a wagon when they made the old wagons. Oh man, those are wagons are cool. Yeah. I love the front end design, like the the thin like kind of square like a rectangle headlights like on the that CB7 they did. CB seven design. Yeah, man, they looked so cool. I don't know. Talking yeah. about CB7 Accords, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, ninety four, ninety seven. No, yeah. it was ninety one. Ninety one. Oh, so. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those those things are awesome. I also want a Camry Coupe, the one with the two rear windshield wipers. Well, that's the, the, that's the, the wagon. wagon. Yeah. yeah. I also want the wagon version too. Yeah. yeah. I want all the weird versions of all the fucking boring cars. Yeah. Well, it's I don't funny. know why. You pointed that out to me, and now every time I see a Camry wagon, I'm like, it looks so goofy. 
with two wipers on the rear hatch. How often are you seeing Camry wagons? I've seen them like I've seen them like <laughs> half a dozen times since what? you pointed That's this out to me. <laughs> I've seen like one around yeah. town. Yeah, well, maybe I'm seeing the same one six times. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I, how does it keep changing it's... colors like that? Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, what about you? What was uh, your first car? First car I got, uh, I my. I was working with my dad at an assisted living facility in Dania, and one of the cooks had a red S13 five-speed. See? Yeah. Like, now, that's a cool <laughs> well, first car. Wait, wait. No, no, no. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Because at the time, we're talking, this is an $800 car that I was like, I want that. And my dad's like, that's what you want? And I was like, yes, I want that. So we get it. It had a big, the passenger side rear quarter panel was completely Smashed in. Yeah, it's an S13. Yeah, but everything yeah. else was generally okay. It was like a pig nose. And then I remember getting so mad at him. He bought me this car for like $800. And I remember getting so mad because he brought it to like his shop, quote unquote. And I know this man knows nothing about cars. And here I am with like all my friends have like turboed Hondas and like everyone's got a cool car. And I'm like, oh my God, I got an S13. Oh my God, I got an S13. And it's such a shit box. So he takes it to his shop and spends like 1500 bucks on front end stuff like control arms and you know stuff to make it like safe right and at the time i didn't understand i'm like dad i could have got coilovers for like seven <laughs> uh, and he didn't know either but uh, i mean in retrospect it was good because uh I, I definitely tried to do a lot with that little single cam open diff shit box and, oh and the rear shot the rear shocks were so blown that i would drive out of the high school parking lot and people would just like jump on the back of it and make it bounce the entire <laughs> way out <laughs> it uh, just continues to bounce a quarter mile down the road. It literally would just continually bounce until you, yeah, it was inherently just bouncing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, uh, that lasted until I had that for a little bit and it wasn't long before I found a Fox body and then went down the rabbit hole of building cars. But yeah, see you're, you, yeah, your you car history. Yeah. <laughs> you, you so win. Ne yeah. Next time we can talk about the first car we modified. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, funny enough, that is the Chevy Lumina, which, uh, Ooh, that was a dark period of time. <laughs> I could say that about the Veloster. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very dark period of time. I was involved in that time. Yep. The Veloster uh, sounds like it should be in Jurassic Park, which is appropriate for a dark period of time conversation. It is. The most annoying thing I always used to see is people call it the Velociraptor, and I wanted to punch them. <laughs> I was just like, and then and then these like aftermarket companies kept coming out with these like badges that said Velociraptor, and I was like, it's now it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. of course. It's it's crazy. Thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, I don't know. If, is that better or worse than uh, they call Fiesta ST's fists? Ooh, that sounds wow. Like, uh, but it makes the other sense. conversation we were just having, about right? <laughs> XM, but it XM. makes sense because it's like F I S T, like fist, yeah, or like the Focus, right? F O S E F. Yeah, yeah. They should just or make the pinata badges and call mm, it a party animal. Yeah. You know. Is that a thing? You could put a, you could get like a Cobra Kai sticker and like the way of the fist. Oh, I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, or no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, no, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> the look on his face, yes. Do we need to do that? Speaking of the uh, fist, the jelly bean, uh, I want to take a moment in this podcast to brag because it's, like, car shit's the only thing I can brag about. So now I unofficially hold the fast the lap record for Fiesta STs around PPIR. Nice. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, which is uh, mid 106s, 106.4 or something, something, something. That's awesome. Uh, but I say unofficially because, uh, Hamza, you may have seen the post I made on PPIR about my mm. uh, GPS trace, which uh, if you use, I use an app called Track Addict by HP Tuners, and you can just put it in your car and it's a lap timer, gives you GPS and you overlay over the track and stuff like that. Uh, it's a great app, but for whatever reason, it was just wigging out. So apparently I came off the banking and then through the track, through the gates, onto the highway, and then back onto the track, according yeah. to the GPS. Well, it's, it's even more amazing you set a record then. <laughs> right? <laughs> I took the long way around. Yeah. So it's using your your internal GPS in the phone, which I are notoriously crappy for almost even just normal driving. So. Yeah, yeah. so I, uh, I learned my refresh rate is one hertz, uh, which is, what, one time per second? Mm -hmm. Right? That's a hertz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then like the ones a lot of people use that you can connect to that app are like 20 Hertz. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 20 times better refresh rate. Um, so I'm going to get one of those because I, I do want to, especially when we go out to high planes and stuff. We should get, yep. Sorry. Yeah, I, I should get one before we go out there. Cause I, I, I do like keeping track of my laps. I think data is important. I'm finally at the point where I feel like I can use data. Yeah. 
The uh, nice thing about high planes is it's common. Like I never had issues with um, not track addict, track addict, but I used to use um, lap timer. Harry's lap timer. Yeah, Harry's yeah. lap. Sorry, Harry's lap timer. And Harry's I never. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Um, but it isn't well supported on newer phones because like once I got, once I started getting the the pixels, um, I noticed like I stopped using it the last uh, pixel the four that I had or five or whatever it was um, because it wouldn't. It didn't work at PPIR at all. Like, really? I wouldn't. I wasn't even able to like set up my um track, like the auto cross track, right? Because you like you started. You've seen me do it yeah. before. Yeah, you you were having a hard time setting that yeah, up. Yeah, it before. drove me crazy, and so I just stopped, and so I switched over to Track Addict. But um, I haven't really used it very much, mostly just because I'm too lazy or I forget to yeah. set it up. <laughs> I don't know how useful it is for track attack. Yeah, you know, because you're doing five runs back to back. The course changes constantly. So you can't, it's hard to learn because you can't go back and do that same course again. Mm. You know, that's the hardest part about autocross or track attack yeah. is the course is constantly changing. So uh, doing the the Roval course at PPIR, that's always going to be the same. Mm. Right? And they have it embedded in the app. That's yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it. actually, you can just pick that track, which is awesome. Because um, I didn't, you don't have to set up the start finish line. It just mm -hmm. knows. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's nice because now I can look at my dad and be like, oh, I, I can clearly carry more speed through this corner or like for this lap, I did carry more speed, you know, mm -hmm. so it's possible to do. Uh, but yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about track attack. And that's why I do want to move on to big track stuff is just because I feel like that's, I don't know. I, I like track attack. It's learned, I've learned a lot from it, but I'm, I'm ready for some faster stuff, I guess. Be nice to get out of second gear. Yeah, oh <laughs> right. Gosh. Well, full tracks like like high planes and you know, uh, like a full actual circuit. I think it just it it changes your your whole perspective once you get used to that. You yeah. know, yeah. like Sebring having Sebring as my first track was that's amazing. First it was, track. It was yeah. I was I didn't understand how lucky I was to have that and use an S two thousand for that weekend. But um, this guy, I swear. <laughs> well, you know what? That's another story for another just day. That humble was brags. Just humble. yeah. That was no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Because you know what? When I was like, eh, I'm not gonna do my my. I'm not gonna put it in the the, the dot four brake fluid. I'll just leave what's in there in there. And you get to turn ten on your first lap, and you go off in the grass. It's uh yeah, so, yeah. A lot of lot of learning curves there. You know, not necessarily. But anyway, big track stuff with those lap timers. I think the data that you can gather, and the progress you can make, is is substantial. Yeah. You know? I mean, there was a kid, uh, I guess, well, I want to move on to talking about slush because that was at slush motorsports festival where I was doing the driving and set my quote unquote record. Um, slush motorsports festival is if you've heard of grid life, it's like that, but a one day thing. Yeah, it's like grid life light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for us out here, it's even at the same track. Yeah. yeah. And it's run by just the local people here, right? Yep. It's not like a, yeah. Yeah. Slush is just a local, they do a lot of, uh, like car meets and stuff like they'll Philip, what's his name? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know the guy's name, honestly. Uh, I don't go out to car meets very often. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, there was some kids that came up to me and Lucas Urban, friend of the show. He has a Escort ZX2, which uh, the viewers know what that is. It's not really a performance car, although they did make... It's a sporty version of the Escort, though. It was. It was a two-door. Honestly, it was, a, it was a nice little car. Um, and they actually did make a special edition for autocross, but that's a story for another day. Hmm. Uh, but Lucas is just, he's a beast. That man will wheel the shit out of anything because he I doesn't care. He used to race dirt track, right? Like, oh, did he? Semi professionally. I, sorry, Lucas, that, if this is sounds... totally unsubstantiated, but I'm pretty sure I've heard you talk about this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds right. I, I, yeah. I guarantee he has some sort of experience. Yeah. That man is based on what you were telling me about him jumping the. The corners. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the dirt track experience. Oh, yeah, so going uh, the S's yeah. at PPIR, you know, you come around the Roval, you go the left-hander, the big sweeper right, and then you get those S's. Uh, that first left-hander S curve, you've got that big curb right there. He would just, like, roll over, straight over it. Like, wow. pretty much jump that curb. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you are. <laughs> <Did he laughs> that go is track limits. Off? Yeah, like, did he go four off? You can't. Right? <laughs> Uh, although when I was at grid life, pe people were doing that and they weren't getting them on track limits. So I'm, I'm going to be doing that next year. I'd say maybe it'll only get you if you set a record or you're, you're in the lead. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if they'll even care. I don't think they're paying much attention. I raced with Lucas pretty much in the same class at time trials at high plains raceway last year. And, um, he, 
like he beat me by a few tenths or I can't remember what it, what it was. Maybe maybe a full second. I don't know. But um, in the escort, and I'm in the GTI, which I should have twice as much power at least. Right. Oh, at least. Yeah. And just watching him wheel that thing around, and then coming back into the pits and fixing something with a hammer is like <laughs> you're like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just you know bow down. <laughs> right. No. Uh, you know it was funny because uh, uh, leading into like at slush after we were done driving, uh, me and Lucas were out there just like crushing it honestly. But it makes sense because most of the people there weren't track people. Mm. You know, so we were the fastest just by default. When mm. you knew the track. Yeah. Exactly. And you said your only competition out there was a McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> the McLaren was just way way too fast in general. Um, but there were people coming up to us like, oh my God, you guys were just like crushing it out there, like passing like Corvettes and Supras and shit. I'm like, yeah, they were, they were putzing around. They're on street tires. You know, it makes sense. Uh, one kid came up to me. This is the whole point, the roundabout way I was trying to get to this. He's like, yeah, I'm like 16 and you know, I'd love to do track stuff, but I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm not good at driving and stuff like that. And I was like, you should come out with track attack yep. because if you're just starting out, autocross or something like our track attack series which other tracks do uh, yeah. similar things like uh, this uh it's a great way to get into it because it's slower speeds sure which some people make fun of cars for or people that race these cars at uh autocross and stuff for but honestly this is where you're going to learn your basics mm -hmm. this is where you're going to learn the fundamentals yeah. yeah braking points racing line yeah when to accelerate how to get on the throttle smoothly mm -hmm. and i would argue the fact that with this type of racing, it's kind of like a time attack racing. You're going for the fastest time. It's going to teach you a lot of really good things. Yeah. Because you have to try to be as fast as possible. Yeah. You know, if you're just going out to a track day, like an open lapping day, you're not necessarily trying to be as fast as possible. You don't know your competition. You know, the competition really drives this. And also, I don't know, it just seems like everybody we go out racing with just wants everybody to be faster. It's giving out tips left and right. It's yeah. amazing. That's my favorite thing about Track Attack is the community. I, I just recently talked to somebody on Facebook about this, which is weird, but like, it's so important to have that community, and it's so cool to see how, like, one, how much it's changed since we started going Yeah. and how supportive it is. And, like, like we, we talk a lot about those guys. Like, they're... You see them once a month, but they're like, right. It's, it feels like it's like a family or friends, like really, really tight friends. But you just see them once a month, and right. like, <laughs> you're, you're, I don't know, it, it's it's fantastic. I, yeah, there's no better way to start to learn how to drive on a track environment than autocross or, or track attack or time attack, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, man. and hell, that shit can be fast. Like, yeah, uh, I was just watching a video of Stephen Clark, friend of the show, episode two or three. He was on. Uh, he sent me a video of him at the last SCCA event, and he said he was getting up to like 75 miles an hour. Wow. In a parking lot. That's quick. Yeah. That is damn quick. Yeah, that's quick for, for autocross speeds. Right? Yeah, and, and it's like you were saying, everybody is super supportive there. Like, every time I would line up and they would stamp me, they're like, how'd you like that? Was that fun? Like, yeah. Like, okay, do it faster. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, everybody just wants you to have fun and get better. Um, I think it helps that there's really, there's no prize money. Yeah, that, you know. that helps. It, it keeps everybody kind of in a, in a less toxic competitive space. Yeah. SCCA, there's, there's kind of, you know, you get some contingencies on the line or there's some money involved. You want to go to nationals, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I feel like it can be a little more competitive there and a little, I don't know, I don't always like the atmosphere at SCCA events. Well, and it's harder to get started at SCCA. You have to, like, join the club and register way ahead of time. Man, I don't want to pay to work. Yeah, yeah right, that too. <laughs> SCCA, I don't want to pay to work. Yes, yeah. thank you, PPIR, for just hiring people to be out on the track, picking up the cones that I hit. And yeah, I and, and a lot of them are volunteers. And yeah. they're out there, you know, at the ass crack of dawn just because they love it. Oh, speaking of ass crack of dawn... Slush, if you can just move back the open <laughs> lapping just like an hour so I don't be up at four in the morning, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll probably have to get a place in the springs next year for that. Yeah, that was pretty, that was brutal. I will say they did better on security this time. Yeah. I didn't wait three hours to get into the track. There it still no seemed fights? like quite a, yeah. <laughs> no fights. <laughs> yeah, no fights. They didn't search my car and take all my ammunition this time. No, that's good. Yeah. yeah I thought that was, was that grid life? That was a grid life, uh, yeah. But it was it was similar, like pulling in. I was like, oh no, I hope this isn't the same thing. And I even mentioned it when I was there getting my wristband. I'm like, hey, this is a lot better than grid life. 
and somebody from PPR was like, we are learning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't a, a criticism, just, yeah, just it's, joking. It's, it's okay, yeah. <laughs> no, you, I, you I'm guys impressed. Are all it's awesome. good. You're doing good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get into some news. I need like a stinger. The news. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, so I got a couple of Mercedes stories. Mercedes is not a brand we talk about very much on this show because they don't... Too, too rich for our blood. Well, it's too rich yeah. for our blood. They don't really make enthusiast vehicles for the most part. No, you know? they don't. They, you could argue they do, but not really the enthusiast vehicles we uh, drive. Uh, but I am still sad to see that the V8 Mercedes is officially in its last edition. The AMG E63S Final Edition is the last one to get V8 power. So maybe it's just the E-Class that's losing it. Maybe S-Class will keep it. But it's still, we're signaling the end of times for V8 Mercedes. That is that is really sad um, because Mercedes built some really awesome V8s. Um, you know, great sounds, a lot of torque. Um, I hope this doesn't mean they're going to get rid of those twin-turbo V12s, though. Uh, what are they even putting the twin-turbo V12 in anymore? Well, when the G-Wagon, maybe? I was about to say, is the S65 gone? I think everything's a, a twin turbo V8 at this point. Yeah, I think it? so. I think they've I mean, gotten rid of the V12s. I don't know exactly, but when, but I'm pretty sure they did. So it's all going to be boosted sixes now. Yeah. Wow. Boosted sixes or four cylinders. They're supposed to be coming out with a four cylinder that makes like 450 horsepower or something yeah. stupid. So that's pretty sweet. That's something swappable too. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. true. Although, hmm, I, don't, I don't know about the German reliability <laughs> on that one. So, and like, uh, almost like Evan was talking about on our last podcast, uh, the Germans just don't like make rebuild parts for their engines. You just have to buy a new engine. Yeah. So like if you're trying to build one of these four cylinders or something, like parts are just impossible to come by, you know. You just have to blow them up and replace it. Yeah, exactly. And that's gonna be a very expensive affair very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, sourcing these things. At least once Mercedes age, you can buy like any luxury car, you can buy the complete car really cheap. The yeah. Parts are expensive, but you can buy a car and part it out. Just so to get what you need. You just buy a few and you break down one for a spare. That's all. Yeah. That's what you do. Like you're like you in CRVs. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I would kill for a like a E wagon, like an E class. Oh, E class wagon. I, I, I was Dude, really excited e when I was reading that article because they they are extending it to the wagon and the the saloon. The, yeah. The, the state or the saloon. <laughs> saloon. <European>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wagon or a sedan, guys. Right. Come on. Stop being so European. <laughs> um. No, I. The E-Class is actually, this one, you know, the, the big V8 monster, I don't know about their reliability, but like slightly older generations, E350s, which is hilarious because it's also a Ford van, uh, but the E350, like V6 sedan or wagon, all uh, the all-wheel drive one, it's actually a really reliable car. Hmm. Like they're pretty solid and I kind of want one. They yeah. drive really well. They got enough power. It's like... You know, it's a 3.5 liter V6, so imagine similar power to like a Z or something, or G. Just in a lot heavier package. I don't even know if it's that much heavier. They're kind of, they're not that big of cars. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they have a lot of sound deadening and stuff that adds to yeah, the weight. Yeah, tons. I mean, I know that like the one that I've been in, which wasn't a wagon, it was a, a sedan, um, had like massaging seats. <laughs> I was just like, that's so ridiculous. Like, it is, but oh my God, is it so nice. <laughs> Every time I get one in at work, which I haven't really, we haven't had the high-end ones at uh, my new work, but it had a massaging like heated seat. It's just like I'm going on a test drive. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm turning that on. <laughs> that's a nice break while I'm going on a test drive here. That's awesome. Uh, so I will, it is sad to see that going away, but hey, we're going to see some cool uh, new technology out of Mercedes. And speaking of cool Technology out of Mercedes. I just love this uh, article headline. Mercedes CEO on Project One. We were drunk when we said yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a direct quote. <laughs> uh, the Mercedes Project One, if you don't know, if you haven't been following, is their new hypercar. It's basically an F1 car for the street, which is a bonkers idea that should never work. But it is officially out now, I guess. Um, yeah, this, this car is just, it's absolutely insane. I mean, it looks gorgeous. Right, I that is a beautiful car. This is the the cover car of the new Forza Horizon. Oh yeah, yeah. it is the one they drop. They don't they give you one of these in the beginning. I think so. Yeah. Which is part of my problem with new the new Forza Horizon game. There's no progression. Yeah, they're it's just weird. like here's it's... the fastest car in the game. Yeah, right from the beginning. I'm like, 
Cool. And why am I playing the game? I let my four-year-old play it, so if that says anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they don't just give it to you to do like testing and like, oh, here's your teaser, and then start you off with like a demo, you know, like Gran Turismo One or something. No, they're just like, here's the car. What yeah. the? Oh, come on. You know, I don't know. This kind of looks like a just like a newer GTR, AM, like AMG. GT, uh, what am I trying to think of? It looks like CLK a CLK GTR, the old, like the. No, late 90s ones that flipped off at Le Mans, you know? What I'm yeah, talking? it looks a little oh, bit yeah. like that. I think it actually looks more like a McLaren F1. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it almost uh, continues that heritage a little bit. So this is a 1.6 with two electric engines, or engines, motors. Motors, yes. <laughs> electric is a motor, uh, yeah, mechanical is an engine. <laughs> Although, yeah, it doesn't matter. Although, if you look up uh, engine mounts, you have to look up motor mounts in all data. It calls them motor mounts. I'm like, that's a lie. It's an engine mount. Uh, I think O'Reilly has them listed in their catalog as engine mounts, and Advanced so has them listed as motor mounts. The F1 engine makes around 700 horsepower, right? Yeah, about and that. And then this the, one six. Yeah, <laughs> and, then the, and then the two drivetrains, the electric motor, was on the drive on the axles, right? That those guys get it up to uh, over a thousand. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it says to exceed 1,000 horsepower with all four wheels driven. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So About, it's all-wheel drive. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you remember the days when 1,000 horsepower was like the, this mystical thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, like when, when they're like, oh, my God, Skylines can make 1,000 horsepower. Well, it was like one Skyline in Japan from one shop that raced on the highway once that was like, you know, <laughs> this mystical thing. Smoky Nagata. The whole top, yeah. Secret, yeah, exactly. top secret supers in Skyline. I saw a Facebook post about like this record-setting Mazda 3 that made 1,800 horsepower. So wow. it's a Mazda 3, people. Mazda 3. <laughs> a wagon. Jesus it's an estate. Yeah, maybe maybe fourteen hundred. But it was like some absurd number that is just yeah. Yeah, that it's amazing how much how easy it is to make horsepower these days. Yeah, out of whatever motor you choose. Yeah. Well, you just I mean you, you stick a, a train turbo. On yeah. The car <laughs> and it's gonna make some power, right? No, I've really... seen those as diesel train turbos. They're like the size of a desk. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Like... How long does it take something like that to spool up? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, with the 1.6 liter, it's like got it's got supporting turbos to what? spool up the turbine. Somebody has to put that on a Supra at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember the video? This is an old video. I think I originally saw it on like Street Fire. Do you remember that website? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Website, yeah. Sure. But it was a Supra with a turbo that's literally like two, three feet across on the dyno. Like, just there's no hood on this car. And it just gets on the dyno, and it like it spools up. Then the turbo explodes, and the video cuts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What were the? What's the size of the turbo on uh, Tommy Boylo's Camaro? Oh god, <laughs> I don't know. Huge. That thing was massive. Can't wait to see it again. Yeah, <laughs> three inch inlet, four inch inlet on and that thing. He's running that thing at Pikes Peak again mm-hmm. this year. Yep. Ah, oh, that's so cool because he did really well last year. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he's, he said in a recent post ninth? on Facebook that it's uh, faster this year than it's ever been. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did, was he ninth? Yeah, he was ninth last year. Yeah. 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 Which is really impressive considering what came out. Yeah, he won rookie of like the year or whatever, right? Oh, he was his awful. first time up. No, that was that wasn't his first time. Oh. The first time he went up was in that uh My bad, the NASCAR chassis that yeah, they built for that's it. That's right. Yeah. I think it's gonna be his third we or fourth time. About that on this Yes. Tommy Boylo, uh, I think that was the fourth episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fail <laughs> <I remember> correctly. <laughs> Uh, we got to get Tommy back on the show. I'm hoping to have him on before the race, but I'd also like to talk to him after the race, too. And, you know, because I can't imagine. I Last time I talked to him really was before he ever raced up Pikes Peak. So I want to know what it's like to actually race up that road. Because I can only imagine it's. I've done it in the sim rig and it's scary as hell. I'm just imagining, like, how nerve wracking it is on race day when you know you got your one run mm-hmm. and you're just trying to stay in the zone while everybody else goes. That level of pressure. You're you looking know. at the weather, hoping the rain doesn't come in. Yeah. Well, and looking at the Snow. weather at different altitudes. Snow. Like, it's okay here. <laughs> it's raining about, a, you know, 400 feet up, and it's hailing at the top. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, the craziest race, and I cannot wait to go this year. 100th running. Yes. It's going to be so Rod awesome. Rod Millen in his Tacoma race car. I can't wait to see that. That's yeah. that's one reason I'm, I'm glad we're going to be in the block pits. in the... Pig, pigas, pig, Pegasus. Pegasus, right? In the worst name car ever. Hootie Pegasus. Hootie Pegasus. Is that what it's called? But it's so dope. It is dope. Yeah. I'm a. I'm worried he's going to die. This is the end of Ken Block. It was his master plan all along. Yeah. Just go out. I'm just gonna go out in the hundredth running in this crazy race car. Right. Yeah. Hey, I've I've told Kayla multiple times. Like, 
I don't want to die old and decrepit in a bed. I want to die a hundred billion miles an hour crashing sideways into a wall. Yeah. He's driven the way it to go. when it was dirt, right? Ken? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think when Ken Block did the video, it was paved. Yeah. The, in the Hunicorn. In the Hunicorn, Oh, for yeah. sure. But I, I, I thought he raced it kind of when he was younger in the, with Subaru. In, um, so it was part of the or was of like a, a American Rally series for a minute. Uh, oh, but the I don't Rally know. Car America? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rally America, yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, shit, that thing's been fully paved for a long time now. So at oh, most, he did it half paved. Well, they finished it in our lifetime, right? Like, because it was partially the half paved. I, I think I meant half paved. Yeah. Sorry. yeah he yeah, might yeah. have done the half paved one because it was, yeah. it, it got paved before. You're totally right. You know, I, a long I, time. I didn't mean the whole, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could go back in time and watch the full dirt. Oh, the first run when what was that record like? Twenty three minutes or something? <laughs> well, I'd love to. I'd love to see, go back in time and see that, just because you could like probably run next to it. Yeah, like, this is amazing. Yeah, uh, like help him change flats halfway up. But I want to go when uh, uh, what's his name goes by the nickname Monster uh, drove the Suzuki Escudo. Oh yeah, I want to see the yeah, Escudo go saw. up there in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. That we saw at, um, that's the one with at the, the museum. That's the one with the so crazy was, arrow on the front and the back, right? Yeah, that was the Cutlass, the purple one. He drove that, that before. Yeah, that the, was, yeah, yeah. And then he developed the Escudo. Yeah, you're right. Which is our, our a geo tracker. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It, it's a geo tracker, basically, <laughs> that he turned into a race car. It looks nothing like it anymore. Um, speaking of race cars, Toyota is. Uh, Doing their own one make series for the new GR86, which, man, I really wish I could somehow get in one of these cars. Dude, this this is awesome. I mean, this is like the new Miata Cup, right? Like, this is gonna. I'm really excited to see this uh, this spec series. Um, and the you know, obviously, I'm biased, but the <laughs> yeah, we're currently <laughs> looking at your car yeah, it's right but, next to us. But the 86 chassis is perfect for a spec series like this. Yeah, um, and it's like you were saying, the Miata spec series has gotten so competitive that it's not entry level anymore. No, it's a destination series now. Yeah, people want to get into spec Miata. Yeah, so something like this to help people get into it, um, you know, newer lightweight rear wheel drive chassis. Uh, I uh, I can't say enough good things about this. I'm I'm really happy to see a series like this. It's interesting that Toyota's sponsoring it. I wonder if you could. Uh, uh, bring a Subaru in, or if that's not considered spec. Well, no. it's, isn't the, the like the GR86 that that's racing in this? Isn't you, can't you buy one that's like stripped with the roll cage, like with, a full cup car? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't even know if you can make your own. I think you have to, you buy, have to buy the one. Like yeah. it's made by a, a certain company who I forgot. It's not actually. I don't think it's Gazoo Racing. Maybe they're making their own. I thought it was going to be made by a different shop. Uh, Oh, no, no. Uh, TRD. For, yeah, TRD. TRD's facility yeah. in Mooresville, North Carolina. I didn't know TRD was in North Carolina. Wow. There's well, so that makes sense. NASCAR. If you've ever yeah, been to so Mooresville, there is nothing there but there's a, except the UTI NASCAR Institute. Yeah, that's probably why they're there. Yeah, that's that makes sense. That uh, is an unfortunate name. That's where Jason went to school. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the UTI, UTI. Universal yeah. Technical Institute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and now STI. Yeah, I drive now my. Americans I drive finally my, adopted that. I drive my STI to UTI. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> terrible. Uh, but yeah, Weird. there's going to be, it's a 14 race series Weird across the U S uh, they haven't released where these races are going to be held. Uh, Hamza, as you mentioned, maybe they'll do one at high plains, which I would absolutely would love. Amazing. I'd love to go see that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they do a Miata spec. At, do they? Yeah. Like, well, I want to go see that. Yeah. I know they do it at road Atlanta Miata spec. So I would expect road Atlanta to be a stop on this, especially. Yeah, I probably. could be totally wrong. I, I just, I have this weird feeling about it, but yeah, I, 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 didn't think, right. I, I didn't think high plains got like that high of like i don't think they many race series came out there i, I, more I don't think they do but i think i think as more people do move here and the scene grows you know someone's going to push for for something there. i would love for high plains to become a you know more well-known track because honestly i haven't driven it in person yet we're going on the 16th but uh just even in the sim rig i'm like this is a i just love the flow of this track Oh, it's so fun. It's a roller coaster, man. I mean, yeah. uh, my favorite is, uh, I'm never going to forget this. I, I was there with a friend, and there's like that uphill before, um, it's right before the, it's like an up, uphill blind left turn. And there's a couple of those. There, yeah, and um, I'm, I'm not going to remember what turn number this was because I'm really bad at remembering turn numbers, but I, I was behind my buddy, and he was like kind of pulling away from me. 
and I see him go over the, you know, the crest of the hill. And then all of a sudden I just see dust. Oh no. <laughs> Cause it's a left turn right after the crest and it's a hard left and you really got to be on the outside and you, you kind of apex at the crest. So like I'm on the outside and I'm like, you know, he max is in like, he's really like in a bad line to make this turn. <laughs> and so then you just see all this dust go up and I'm like, Oh, he's he didn't make it. <laughs> like, and I come, I turn and I see him out there like <laughs> trying to get back on a track. It was so funny. And anyway, I, that track is so fun. I, yeah. Uh, expect some video from us. Yes, I'm actually... <laughs> yeah. That is one thing I didn't do at Slush. I showed up and I forgot my mount at... at well, here at the shop, actually. I was like, <laughs> mother... Can't, so no footage from uh, Slush, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm definitely going to get footage at High Plains. Uh, I know which corner you're talking about because, like I said, there's two that you go uphill in the left hand. There might be actually three uphill left hand. Yeah, I know track. there's one before the corkscrew down to the front straight. Yep. And But the one that I'm talking about is much earlier in the yeah. track it's like yeah it's after the straight you get the right hander you go down yeah, and then you do the left hander and then yeah. the super the hairpin right yep and then you go up and it's after that like cor uh it's not a carousel but it's like a long winding uphill right yep and then it turns and it's into like way a, sharper than you think it's gonna be yeah and it's I, oh man it's and you're just like but it's kind of like when uh at pike's peak i've always heard there's uh at the hill climb, I should say, not at the track. Uh, there's a lot of corners that look similar. If you if you ever driven a video game, you probably get those confused. You're like, oh, this is the left hand. Nope, that's a right. And it's kind of similar to that, but it's like, oh, it's the left hander. Oh, this is the tight one. Shit, I'm going in here way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> but at Pike's Peak, it's it's not you're mowing the lawn. It's you just drove your Evo off the side of a mountain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or your Cadillac. Yeah, or your Cadillac. <laughs> yep. Or uh, the Tesla that. Oh, what's his name? Randy Pope's. Oh, drove yeah. off the the yes. edge one time. Yeah, luckily and he is lucky that he's alive. Ditch, yeah, right? yeah. It just went into like this like dried up little pond. Pretty well, much. Well, that Cadillac literally got airborne and went into a tree. Mm -hmm. Like a tree. Yeah, he's that's a local guy. What's yeah. his name? Uh, yep, can't remember. Oh, God. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> awful, um, yeah, I just I love corners like that on tracks because they are the reminder to stay online. Right, yeah. Like, Road Atlanta is like that for going into turn 12. Um, it's completely blind going up, uh, coming out of 10B to go over that, you know, that that bridge. And if you don't take the right line... Benjamin Council, yeah. Then uh, that's how you end up, you know, in the grass or having to break for turn 12. But if you yeah. take it perfectly, you can treat the rest of the track like a straight. Yeah. But you can see there's that video of the Nissan Delta Wing and the Porsche ramming into each other and the Delta Wing ending up upside down tumbling down that hill, flipping off the Porsche driver. <laughs> uh, I yeah. imagine that mid-flip, just like, yeah. you motherfucker. <laughs> uh. So hmm, we're talking about Pikes Peak, and we're talking about Toyota, so I don't know which story to transition into, but I got to talk about my GR Corolla, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, if I didn't want the GR Corolla enough, there's actually now a more special edition of the GR Corolla called the Morzio edition. Uh, rear seat delete, bigger brakes, more, a little bit more power, uh, yeah, this is the one I want for sure, but it's probably going to be like a hundred grand car. So I, yeah, by the time the dealer puts its markup on it, yeah. I really want to talk about this because I, I think, so I love that there's, so right. There's like the cup cars, but this is like a production car that you could buy at a dealership and you can't put the back windows down. Yeah. Like you can't put the rear windows. It, there's down? no, there's no switches. There's no switches. So it, it says there's no regulator, which I, I don't know if that means like, is it going to come with like hand cranks? Well, I mean. Hand crank is still a regulator. Yeah, that's like, nothing. There's, right. There's, there's nothing. There. So, so, right. So the, the thing is, it's like, okay, so I take this thing to track attack, right? And they're like, you got to have your windows down. <laughs> <laughs> so you do, you can't, you, you have to drive. And, and it's, they do spec, they do say it's only the, the, like the, the, the side, yeah, the, yeah. the front ones. But if you've ever driven a hatchback or really most any car with the rear windows up and the front windows that down. That buffering that noise. It's awful. So yeah. like, what's, I? and again, I, I think it's something that most people are just going to be like, I don't care. It's got more torque and um, it comes with all these, you know, it's cool. Yeah. It's definitely it's something to have. It's super yeah. rare. They're, they're only making a hundred a year, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, It comes with 14 and a half inch rotors on a hatchback that, like what? Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a yeah, massive that's, brake rotor. It's insane. Like, you'll never have to upgrade it. You just put some race pads on it. 
carbon fiber roof. Look at <laughs> it's not just a carbon fiber; it's a forged, forged carbon yeah, fiber right. roof. Wow! Like that's some Lamborghini shit right there. Yeah. So on your Corolla, is this <laughs> your, <laughs> on your Corolla? Is this going to be this hundred? Is this sorry? Part it's of two hundred actually. Uh, two hundred. Is that part of the eight hundred? Of the production, I don't think, or I mean, in addition, separate, to. separate allocation. Right? I think it's separate. Okay, uh, so that means really we say. that means we get like a thousand. So Yay. we get more. It's a thousand of th- something I'll never gild your hand on. <laughs> Man, it, it makes me so mad because there's so many things I like about the GR Corolla. There's so many things that I hate about it because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, yes, I want. Like, I don't want to say I'd, I would if somebody was like, "Humza, here's a GR Corolla." I would, I, I'd be like, "Yes, okay, I'll." I'll I'll take right, it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah but that defeats all the issues with it. <laughs> like, it if somebody no. just gives you but one, that I, defeats the, that the, just... the rarity and the dealerships yeah. and everything. But there's weird stuff, because I remember how much shit I got for buying a, a 1.6 Veloster Turbo, right? This is, that was a four-cylinder. This is a... Three-cylinder. A three-cylinder one, one six, right? And the turbo, what's the turbo size on it? Do we know, like, the specs of it? But it, oh, like, I, I don't know. It, it's got to be... Bigger than fifty-five millimeter inducer, right? If it's if it's punching out three hundred, I think it's a fairly decent sized turbo because the uh, Yaris, like, there's people making quite a bit more power on the stock turbo, and, and that's smaller. That turbo is smaller. Is it? This, yeah, this engine oh, puts okay. out more power. Um, the, the, they put a little bit bigger turbo on it. Yep. Um, and, and so I'm like, it's it's super frustrating because I don't want to be that guy driving around a three cylinder, which sounds so silly because that doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. But then when you just think about all these like you know, kind of your standard car guy, right? They're like, a three-cylinder? Are you kidding me? What is this now? You know, and it's like... To me, that's almost part of the appeal. I'm yeah. like... Because to me, it's, like, it's even smaller, <laughs> and it makes yeah. 300 fucking yeah. horsepower. Yeah, because those guys are getting out of cars that and are ultimately has, slower. And it has the room to increase. Yeah. Right. It's, which is mind-boggling. Like, what's mind happening blowing. in that? Like, I just... Have it, you seen the picture of the uh, cylinder walls on this I engine? I have, yeah. They're... They're like, like an inch thick cylinder yeah. wall on this thing. I'm like, holy fuck, that's yeah. it's a stout block. Uh, I, I love how they call it the Mor- Morizo edition, but because apparently that was uh, Akito Toyota, the CEO of Toyota, and like you know the heir of the Toyota name. Like uh, he wanted to get into racing, but he didn't want people to uh, treat him differently at the track. Oh, was that his pseudonym? Oh, so that was his pseudonym when that he went to the track. That's awesome. So dope. Yeah. So this car is officially named after him. And uh, he's actually racing the, we talked about before, the uh, hydrogen power GR Yaris that they're campaigning in like some endurance races over in Japan. Yeah. He's part of the team that's driving that car yeah. on track. The oh, CEO so cool. of Toyota. He's driving it. Yeah, yeah, he's like a legit. See, that's why we have yeah. so much cool shit coming from Toyota because yeah. the CEO is actually into it. Yeah, he, there was an article I briefly skimmed about him uh, really pushing to make the Corolla cool again. Man, that is so cool. And I mean, and he's done so many things for the brand. I mean, we've got the we've got the eight six, we've got the Supra, we've got this, we've got the Yaris, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Toyota in the last five years has turned it around for sure. It's a, it's kind of amazing how they went from just incredibly boring to one of the most talked about car brands now. Um, so we, we do got to get this going through this pretty quick. We've got a few more news stories to talk about. Uh, I just want to briefly touch on Turn 14 is officially coming back to the Pikes Peak uh, Hill Climb. We talked about them quite a bit with their, uh, what the fuck is this? A Tesla Model S. Thank you, Brain. Uh, I just want to say this. So it's lip- a Model S this year. It was a Model 3 last year. Is it a Model 3? I don't know. They all look the that same. That is a oh, Model, model S. Is model three. That's a the big fella. The three okay, is the small fella. Yeah, the S, oh, the S is the, model the more luxury. The version. X is the Gullwing SUV, and the Y is the, the small. Is the small SUV. Yeah. Yeah. And it all spells sexy in bleep speed. <laughs> yes. Fucking thank you, Elon Musk. You piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> I just want to say this livery on here and these rear wheels and everything, uh, of course, as usual, you can find our show notes at religiousspeed.com and go look at this car. Uh, this is an awesome looking car. And I'm just so happy they're back because they came out so big last year. We had such high expectations. They've got Dai Yoshihara driving this. This is the perfect kind of car for yeah. a sprint race like the hill climb. And no last power year, loss at altitude. Exactly. Right? Yeah. No power it's... loss at altitude. No worrying about tuning your boost so it doesn't yeah. blow up at altitude. And last year, we were thinking that Dai was going to set one of the fastest mm-hmm. times. And unfortunately, we watched him go past us at five miles an hour in limp mode with the hazards on. He was the slowest car to actually get to the end of the race. Yep. Yeah. 
and they had a huge presence in the pits, right? They like they, they, oh, they yeah. had a massive tent. I mean, it was it was awesome. They were bigger uh, than Porsche or Acura yeah. or anybody. I just, really I just cool. remember us talking about like, fuck. I hope turn fourteen like isn't mad at the team, for right? The screw up, right? Because somebody unhooked the headlights and it went into limp mode. Yeah, which I don't know if that was officially yeah. what actually happened, but that was their theory at the time. That's what die at at the at grid life later on. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, he's, well, he said that he that it actually wasn't the headlights that oh, went okay. into limp mode, and they hadn't figured it out. Um, which I hope they bring out his Type R powered eight six just just to uh, park in the pits. Ooh, yeah, just bring that to the fan fest. Yeah. Uh, all right, electric car news. Moving on from a Tesla that I'm never going to buy to a electric car that I'm actually quite interested in. I didn't even know this existed till I was looking up just news stories. Uh, Polestar two BST edition. Does that stand for Beast? Um, I don't know if it stands for that. I didn't. It's listen. called that unofficially. <laughs> listen, I don't actually read some of these articles. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that's what okay. Thank you, Hamza, for actually doing the research on this show. <laughs> uh, but they drove this at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. They just made a special edition, and now they're going to actually make 270 of these for the road. I drove just a base model Polestar Two. Uh, just you could sign up for a test drive, and I was like, sure, I'll I'll do that. Yeah, uh, and it's a nice car. I yeah. really actually liked it. You it's said you outran a GT350 in it, right? Uh, we, yeah, I just barely pulled on him on the hi- on the highway. S- stock, they like just the base is 420 horsepower. Yeah, something like that. It's crazy, right? Like what? Coming <laughs> back from slush, I actually passed a Polestar One, which I hadn't seen. Oh, okay. well, that's like the sports it car, like roadster car. thing. It yeah. looks awesome. It's yeah. gorgeous because it's got the same kind of body. Dude, that lines. is like a hundred hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, like, that's a very expensive yeah. one. I like these. It actually, it's almost like what the Scion TC would eventually turn into, I feel like. Oh, yeah. That did have that the same roof line, for sure. didn't it? Yeah. But it's actually, it's a good looking car. You know what, though? But the, 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 what I don't like about it is the, the, like the base. Obviously, not this one. This one looks lowered. The, the base one kind of rides high, right? Like, yeah, it looks it's, like it's like a well, it's crossover. A, and it's like a, a pseudo fastback. crossover. Is it <laughs> not a crossover? Is that not how it's marketed? I think it's technically supposed to be a fastback. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, oh, that's an SUV. Every time I see it, yeah, but huge. cars these days are just like they're just raising them a little bit, and belt lines are getting higher, and like, yeah, they're yeah. just all becoming SUVs regardless. It has a very boxy but still like aggressive look to it from the front, and I think it, I think it's a great design. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to knock that at all. I just I like every time I see one out in the wild, and you look at it from the back, you're like, yeah, it yeah. looks like a crossover. Yeah, and then you look at it from from the front, and you're like, wait. <laughs> this, is, this is the first I'm hearing that it wasn't an SUV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, I just assumed. I was like, oh, that's a that's an SUV, cool looking SUV. And it carries through a lot of Volvo's design language, which I guess if you, do, yeah, if you Volvo don't know, backs, it's Polestar. Polestar. They're they're the same. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know you guys originally know. started out as like a in brand or in house like tuning studio. Works. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, you can get like the the C30 Polestar or whatever, yeah. which I still would love to drive one of those. Um, Vol- I, I do like Volvos. I drove a, a nice Volvo the other day, and I was like, you know, the, the inline six all-wheel yeah. drive turbo version, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, I was like, they, my, they uh, pull. My, yeah, those C30s, like you were talking about, I've, they'll bark them in third. Oh, like, they're, they're like little GTI killers. They are yeah. awesome. And they're two-door. <laughs> Is and... that a dig at Hamza? No, <laughs> I was trying not to. <laughs> well, one showed up to track. Remember the one, that gray one that showed mm-hmm. up to track tech? The, that dude had no headlights. Like he was like stripped down. I was like, what is happening? Like what's good? Like this thing is going to destroy us. And then like it ended up being like bottom. Uh, yeah. But I think he just, I don't know, never raced it or something. But Yeah, I don't, I don't think he was very experienced I racing. I really like, I would love to drive one of those. Just like, or own one and just. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the aftermarket. Don't let Twilight ruin that car for you. I've never watched Twilight, so well, I won't ruin it. No, yeah, yeah, no that's chance, that's yeah. the that's the car that uh, Edward drives in the first movie. A C thirty? Yeah, that's so random. Right? If I was like a hundred year old vampire, I'd be driving. Right? You wouldn't be driving a hatchback, right? <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how you become a hundred year old vampire. It's a safe vehicle. It's, it's true. true. <laughs> oh. Oh fuck! Uh, How do you market dude. safety to vampires? <laughs> there was a okay. I don't know what the name of this movie is. Hamza, you might know this. There was a movie where like vampires were like they had like kind of taken over the world. Like it was they were the main people in the world, and they get in their cars, and it was like fully blacked out with like screens on their uh, for windshields and shit because you know they can't see the There's sun. A, right? They what have the, like uh, it was they a can, terrible movie. Yeah, they can go to um like. 
like vending machines and get blood or yeah, like, exactly. like coffee shops and they would get blood. Oh my gosh, what was it called? It, it wasn't Daywalkers or Daybreak. I, I don't know. You can tell me the name. I will never remember it because I just was like, what is this movie? This is weird. Uh, viewers, if you know the name of that movie, let us know in the comments uh, of whatever, wherever you're watching this. Can you leave comments? <laughs> no, I don't, on think Spotify. I don't even Can you do that? Here's Spotify? my phone number. No. <laughs> <laughs> Send me your comments. Email us at. No. Uh, uh, let's. Okay. Two little things I want to talk about. No, this isn't. Well, kind of. It's kind of news. Uh, this is. More just for your knowledge. Daybreakers. Daybreakers. Thank you, I'm Hamza. so close. <laughs> I'm so close. Uh, all across this great nation of ours, that, 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 I, can't, ugh, I can't say that without... All across this adequate nation of ours. Thank you. <laughs> this and we just lost all our patriots. <laughs> um, people have been stealing catalytic converters left and right. This is a fucking problem now that... Somehow we didn't have as much before. Like it was a thing. People would steal cats, but now it's just like it's gotten oh, COVID, out of hand. COVID made well, it so much and worse. You've got you know millennial crackheads, and they know that the platinum and <laughs> right. <laughs> it's worth this is the problem with educating the crackheads. <laughs> they know where the good stuff is. It's the most educated class of crackheads. <laughs> also very handy because yeah, apparently got to be able to crawl under there and cut that thing. With like, you, you know what I blame? I blame Milwaukee. For making Ryobi. <laughs> and Ryobi for making battery-powered sawzalls. That is the problem here. They, they don't use Ryobi. They're they're for sure Milwaukee. Maybe Dewalt, but that's no. They're, they're using the, the Harbor. What's the Harbor Freight Harbor. brand? Oh, uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> don't knock the Pittsburgh jack. All right. But yeah. Right. It works. Oh. No garage is complete without some Pittsburgh tools. I, I don't think it's a problem nationwide. I feel like I feel like we're noticing it more because now we have carb certification. Yeah. And I think that the media put people like people onto this as like guard your cats and then random oh. crackheads are like wait these are worth money so like, <laughs> we've just seen this massive uptick in and we get them at the shop all the time i mean i got two crvs with no cats for dirt cheap because they're they're worthless without yeah, them right but yeah, when you need a three thousand dollar yeah. part to fix it exactly so i think it's a colorado thing but give me all your hondas with no cats. But california I, california runs carb too and that's where that picture of the Prius that crushed the guy came from because he trusted his life Sweet. to a scissor jack and crawled under there. Yep. And they found him the next morning just dead under a Prius. For oh, you God. listeners who are modifying your cars and you're trying to go catless, you could literally buy your catless out by <laughs> and, and then some for the price of your cat. Like you, right, could, you could sell it to a, a salvage service and make some money, uh, which is not what I did at all. Uh, <laughs> No, you you're running a cat like a very good uh, tree hugging hippie yeah, like the rest totally. of us. <laughs> I, I don't live in a county that doesn't test. <laughs> Did we figure it Did out? Test here? Do we not yeah. have to pass here? Then why do they have an emergency place in my, town? I, can I register Weld my county 240 at your test. house? Oh, this is Weld County. Mm -hmm. I bet you awesome. there's a county line you, somewhere. So, yeah, County Line Road. Uh, that's my house is on County Line Road. So if you were oh. to go east, or, I, sorry, I've west. been down many County Line Roads that have that are not a county line. Yeah, so. so <laughs> So if you yeah if you go west it's Boulder County which okay. is what Longmont is technically uh, in okay, so Longmont sense. will test you yeah. if you but if if you're in Weld County and you're living out in like Mead which is where Jeffrey Tattershall lives yeah they're not going to be testing well, that's good so. to know yeah, that's good to know because the 240 cannot pass <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for the people that are still running cats like a responsible human being and you don't want it to get stolen. Uh, this is actually coming from the Aurora Police Department, which I do not like. But hey, at least they're doing this. Uh, you know, uh, broken clocks right twice a twice a day. Uh, you can go and and check wherever you are. Check with your local police department. You can get these VIN etched uh, stickers. Well, I guess it, you you etch it onto the metal itself. That will put a code on your catalytic converter. So that way, when uh, the crackheads try to turn them into the the scrapyard. If they have that on there and they can't prove it came from, you know, that car, that's an instant flag. And uh, I don't know if you're going to get your cat back, but at least that person's probably going to get arrested for it. That's hilarious. You know, we're supposed to do this for free at work. We offer this as a service. Oh, do we? Yeah. I just don't <laughs> tell. I mean, it's a pain in the ass for you guys. So, uh, depending on the where the cat is placed, it can be a giant pain in the ass. Yeah. But most of the ones they're cutting are like super easy to get to. So uh, I, I wouldn't mind doing this if it. Cuts down on people stealing catalytic converters. Also, though, I've heard most of those are going in shipping containers being shipped over to China anyways. So And they do not give a shit if your VIN is on that thing. Yeah, exactly. They're not going through local 
uh, there's, you know, some crime ring that's running it. That's not, they're not going to local scrapyards. Yeah. Yeah. So. They're going to copy your whole car, not your VIN number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't, I don't know. This probably won't matter, but there is an option out there. If you're worried about your catalytic converter getting stolen, just check with your local police department. You can get VIN etching for them. I love that there's a QR code on it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I should scan that. I'm I'm leaving this up because I want to scan that after the show and see what that does. <laughs> uh, and then speaking of theft, we were talking last podcast uh, about you know Evan talking about Honda type R. Yeah, that was stolen. so sad, man. Uh, there is now a company making uh, so conversion kit by Jordan Distrib- Distributors Incorporated that converts your car old Honda to push button with uh, a modern uh, key fob system. So that way it's a little bit harder to steal it. See, that's cool because I know I've, I've seen some guys with these older Civics who've done uh, the S2000 push button conversion. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't the RSX come with a push button too? But tracking yeah. down like the rare Hondas that had these where you can convert it, those parts are so expensive. It's cool that somebody's doing an aftermarket kit for this. Um, it's, it's funny, you were talking about media earlier making this worse. Um, you know, I, I work at Hyundai. And the media officially announced that Hyundais without push-button starts are the easiest ones to steal. And then people just started stealing them out of our parking lots. Um, and it's funny, you could tell they were meth heads because they, they stole two cars from inside the lot and then they couldn't get out because, <laughs> because the, the gate was locked. So like, what would you do? Bolt cutters. What did they do? They stole another car from outside the gate and repeatedly rammed it into the gate until the gate broke off. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they just I mean, left like the that. battering ram car there and took the other two. I mean, it works. Yeah, I mean, it, it. but I mean, with bolt cutters, they could have just opened it, but they just literally broke this thing off the hinges. So I'm imagining like a, a large gate, kind of like the one to get into the driveway, but, or was it just like a chain link fence? It's, it was a, it's a chain link gate, but it was like 10 feet high. Mm-hmm. It was a big bulky gate. And they yeah. used a Santa Fe and just... Well, at least nothing in the valley Fe. was lost. New yeah. Santa Fe, older Santa Fe. Uh, yeah, I think it was like a 16. Uh, oh, yeah, it's like the one that, that Whitney had. Yeah. yeah. yeah hey, that's a, that, was a, that was a beast of a car. Not really. I'm surprised no. they actually broke down that gate. I'm surprised the engine lasted long enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, I, I guess I'll just briefly touch on this. You know, the it's a key fob system um, that also replaces this big, like, relay, power relay that went to the ignition. Oh, that's neat. And you get a kill switch with it that you can hide somewhere in the car. So that way, even if they somehow copy your key fob, it still won't start. Um, and it, it gets com- rid of the ignition switch completely. Like, you can't just, like, get behind this button and, like, still stick a screwdriver in there like you can old Hondas. Like, this is a complete replacement. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it's cool. And also, I would – it if I had an old Honda, like, I might have a, I'm going to have a hard time going back to a fucking key at this point. After yeah. having a push-button start, I'm like, this is just too convenient. I'm actually really embarrassed to say the BRZ has a push-button start, and I've locked the keys in my F-150 I don't know how many times. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, oh, why am I grabbing for anything? You just get out and lock the car. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah. I would get out, and then the car is running, and I'm like, oh, no. Ah, fuck. <laughs> wow, you guys are super lucky. I'm definitely getting this for all my old Hondas since that's all I drive, um, so I need to find... I think we're going to get one of these and install it in the CRV, and then we can see how it really goes. But yeah. Okay. yeah, I'd yeah. be curious to try this out and I'd, see how well it works. Yeah, I'd like to see that. And, and this is awesome. This is filling a niche. Um, that way we can quit gutting S2000s for electronics. And push buttons are super fun because it makes it feel like a rocket ship. Doesn't it? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? My friend, I think this is the system that he has in his EK with the K-Series. Because there's a little fob, and there's like a receiver almost where you put your keys just in a certain place. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. yeah. that's this part of the I literally just, part I saw kit. that on there, and I was like, oh, that's exactly what Carr has, and this is fucking awesome. So you have to put the keys in a specific spot to get it to start. Yeah, he leaves and Well, I shouldn't have said that. I'll probably bleep it out. I won't tell you, I won't tell you where Carr keeps his keys to start his car. But Carr's that's cool, because anyway. that means if somebody stole your keys, they still wouldn't know how to start it. Yeah, I mean, I mean we used to like... I mean, my Mustang had, and who would steal a Mustang? But it had a, uh, the cigarette lighter was wired into the fuel pump. So if you took the cigarette lighter out, it wouldn't start. Oh, oh that's, that's nifty. genius. What? Nobody and, would think about that. Yeah, yeah, until my high school friends found out. And then, <laughs> yeah. Then they kept stealing your cigarette lighter. Every day. Yeah. It's like, boop. And cigarette lighters are universal. So you, you can just go buy one of those. Boop. If you can still find them. True. In this day and age. O'Reilly's has to have one. 
I think they've they've got the plug kits. You can you can hunt them down. <laughs> O'Reilly's has everything you'd never want. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing that you do. Yes. Yeah. They really dormant it up. Oh, they do. Actually, we just got a dormant part from O'Reilly's on Friday. Yep. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I had to buy some dormant universal grommets to make uh, lower radiator bushings for my Mishimoto. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Because just because they were the factory ones didn't work. Yeah. Shocking. Mishimoto with some slight yeah. issues with fitment. I, yeah. I'm shocked. Ever so slight. All right. I think we made it through, and now we, uh, we got to wrap this up because, Aaron, you got to go watch Weird Al. Yeah, Weird Al and Emo Phillips. Two fucking amazing uh, influences on my life. So. That's going to be an amazing show. Dude, that's going to be really This is fun. a stand-up show, right? It's not a like a musical show? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure... Uh, both? I don't think they're going to... I think he's going to open... I think Emo is going to open for... Weird Al, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I've 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 never seen Weird Al. I've seen Emo Phillips a bunch of times, um, so I'm really curious to see what happens. But I mean, way. it's gonna be awesome regardless. I've yeah. got a Hawaiian shirt that doesn't fit, and I'm ready to wear it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, heretics, if you want to follow us more and see what we're up to here in the uh, awesome Church of Speed, you can always follow us at religionspeed.co on Instagram and Facebook. YouTube stuff coming out, uh, quote unquote, soon. TM registered trademark. Uh, <laughs> that is the brand. That, that is our brand. Soon. Yeah. Quote unquote. That should be a T-shirt. Soon. Yeah. Quote unquote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need that. On, I need that on a shirt. That is my ADHD in general. Uh, but yes, eventually we will have lots of stuff on there. We got so much footage lined up. We just gotta find find time to fucking do it. Yeah. If I didn't spend five days driving four thousand miles, I think this weekend oh. would have been more. But that's a story for another day. I'm yeah. so sorry you had to do that, man. Right, that does suck. Um, and of course, religionofspeed.com. You can see the show notes and links to all the stories we talked about today so you can see exactly what we were talking about. Hamza, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Of course, and you're, you're always welcome. We have, the, we have the mic set up now, so and yeah. we're at yeah, we're in your, your backyard. Your garage yeah. anyways, so you know, you, I think you deserve to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tr- I'll, I will do my best to make it to as many as I can. Awesome. awesome. All right, Chris, uh, just leads you or leaves you to lead us out. Uh, we'd like to thank the band Wheels for the use of our theme song, Colors. You can find it at the album Traveler Part 1, and you can hear them at Wheels the Band at bandcamp.com. Awesome. Until next time, heretics, peace out. Peace out.